This episode of the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast is my mock draft 2.0 picks 11 through 30. Yesterday, I dropped off the first 10. Now, find out what surprises I may have for you for the second half of the first round of the 2023 NBA draft. It's only mock draft 2.0, so there's going to be a lot of changes between now and going forward. But I may have some surprises for you. I may have some guys that you're probably wondering, like, what? In the world is he thinking? Stay tuned. Big, big shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. I am your host, Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board and the founder of NBA Draft Junkies. And this episode... It's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right, let's just get right to the money. And I'll start with a recap of yesterday. I had the Houston Rockets selecting Victor Wimbayama with the first pick. There's a no-brainer there. With the second pick, the Detroit Pistons, I have them selecting Scoot Henderson. Now, before I go any further, this mock draft is based off the rankings from Tankathon from Sunday night, Monday morning. So there may be some slight changes in the order, but this is this is based off of what it was yesterday morning, yesterday, Monday morning. All right, at number three, I have the Charlotte Hornets selecting Brandon Miller. Number four, I have the San Antonio Spurs selecting Amon Thompson. Keontae George going number five to the Orlando Magic. Nick Smith fitting in perfect with the Washington Wizards at number six. Asura Thompson at number seven to the Toronto Raptors, who are now in the lottery. I mean, they made the playoffs last year. Talk about taking a step back. At number eight, I have the Portland Trailblazers selecting Gigi Jackson. At number nine, the Orlando Magic selecting Cam Whitmore, which is not a good fit. <laughs> and at number 10, I have the New Orleans Pelicans selecting Casey Wallace. I just saw a message that said there's no way Casey goes in the top 10. I think he does go in the top 10. And I've been told this, that every coach is going to want Casey Wallace on their team. Coaches are going to want Casey Wallace, and I believe in the Kentucky bump. I mean, we've been fooled too many times. Tyrese Maxey was it for me. That was the last time I was like, you know, this guy is a lot better than what he's been able to show. So, Kaysen Wallace, yes, I think Kaysen Wallace can go into the top 10. All right, let's start at number 11. And I have to try to get finished with the entire first round. All right, at number 11, I have Jairus Walker, 6'8", 220-pound power forward slash passing, rebounding, motor guy i i like him i like him a lot i have him in my lottery there was at one point in the season where i was a little bit down on him but i i'm back to about where i started at at the beginning of the season i think that there's more passing juice than he's been able to show he is a little bit of a reluctant shooter i I did watch some plays last night where he had open threes and he passed them up to drive into the lane and kind of squeeze some passes into tight spaces. But I think once the shooting is is a little bit more consistent, I think he's going to be a really good passer. I mean, just a guy that is skilled and, and I think could be like the perfect connective tissue for, for a good team going forward. At number 12, back in the lottery, 
the Golden State Warriors, I have them selecting Anthony Black. Now, the Warriors missed out on LaMelo Ball a couple years ago because they decided to go Wiseman. Not saying Anthony Black is LaMelo Ball, but he is a big point guard, ball mover, passer, kind of fits what they're trying to do. And I think going forward, he'd be a guy that could play with Jordan Poole. If that's going to be the backcourt of the future, it allows them to kind of flop on or flip-flop on defense where Black can guard like the bigger guard, Poole can guard the point guard, and so on. But I think he's a perfect connective tissue for, for Golden State. At number 13, I have the Oklahoma City Thunder selecting Grady Dick. And Grady had a very good game last night. And it's one of those things now. Every time a prospect has a really good game on TV, people are like, hey, why isn't he ranked in the top five? Why is such and such ranked ahead of him? And Grady Dick has, has been good. And giving the Thunder, who might actually have a really, really good chance of making a play in this year, giving them a, a sniper to go along with, with the guys that they have on their roster, I think that would be a pretty good fit. And number 14 and 15, this is back-to-back for the Utah Jazz. I have the Jazz selecting Maxwell Lewis at number 14, 6'7", 195-pound score from Pepperdine. I think that he could even move up the boards. He is that dynamic as a scorer. I mean, the only knock on him is his team is losing. And, you know, it's not necessarily fully a knock on him, but on one hand, you would like to see a guy actually have a better record in a con- it's not a it's not a weak conference by any means but the team is just really not competitive without him but then also I look at it and say all right if I swapped him out with you know the the starting three for one of these teams that are ranked in the top 10 I think he can make them even better so Maxwell Lewis there and number 15 I have the Jazz selecting Terquavion Smith who had a nasty fall Terquavion could be your Jordan Clarkson replacement. I think Clarkson's a free agent this summer, and um, I mean he's definitely has some some value. Definitely made himself a a lot of money since the trade in Utah because you know L.A. he was good, then Cleveland he was. I I don't know the situation in Cleveland, but he's definitely been a better player in my opinion since going to Utah. But if he wants out, then Terquavion would be the perfect. The perfect replacement. And then speaking of winning, Turquavion has NC State winning. I mean, they're a lot better team than last year, but I think they've won like 15 games this year. I think last year they only won 11. So Turquavion, especially as a, as a catch-and-shoot sniper, I mean, the field goal percentage is low just because he's a high-risk, high-reward shooter. But in catch-and-shoot situations, where, and I think in a situation where he has somewhat of a reduced role, I think he's going to be really, really effective. At number 16, just missing my lottery, I have the Phoenix Suns selecting Jet Howard. And I, I like this fit personally. I think Jet could come in and provide some minutes for Phoenix right now. They are a team that has some injuries, maybe not a lot of depth on the wing, especially since Jay Crowder just was like, you know what, I'm out of here. I'm packing my bags. I think I'm going to just go work out in Miami in Atlanta and not play. Still a very weird situation to me. Don't understand why a guy would – give up a whole season in his prime and we'll see if he gets moved at the deadline but I think Jet Howard can come in right away and help Phoenix right now at number 17 I have the LA Clippers selecting Bryce Sensabaugh Bryce is someone that I think could possibly move up into the late lottery and I had mentioned it on a podcast I forgot who I who I was on with I don't know if it was Sam Ferris or Leaf Tuline but I think with Sensenball 
sense of ball at 6'6", 235. I think this is a guy that as we get closer to the draft, you're going to start seeing the reports of him slimming down, being in like really good shape. Not saying that he's in bad shape right now, but I have talked to some scouts and they feel like he could probably lose a good 10 to 15, but he's going to be a monster in the workouts. He can shoot. He can play one-on-one. I think teams are teams are going to want to book him with other prospects, but I think agents are going to be running because you're just not going to look good playing against Bryce Simpson Ball in a one-on-one or two-on-two workout. All right, at number 18, I have the Atlanta Hawks selecting Kyle Filipowski, 6'11", 220-pound forward center from Duke. He has been, in my opinion, by far Duke's best freshman from this highly touted class. And he is the only one I actually have in the first round. I think it could change. I got to remember my list. But the fit in Atlanta with Filipowski, unless they make a trade, is probably something that he would probably want to avoid because, I mean, there's a fellow, well, half Dookie. I mean, he didn't go the whole season, so I don't know his relationship with Duke. But Jalen Johnson is not really getting a lot of minutes. A.J. Griffin is is kind of in the rotation. But, um but Filipowski to Atlanta at, at number 18. Atlanta probably needs to consolidate some of their roster. All right, at number 19 and 20, back-to-back, I have the New York Knicks selecting Ryan Rupert from the New Zealand Breakers. He is your prototypical 3-and-D guy, long arm. The three-point shot is a little inconsistent right now, but once he develops it with his defensive I mean, acumen, I think he's going to be your, your typical 3-and-D wing. But he, he can put the ball on the floor to do a little bit more. But I think he's best suited as a 3-and-D wing. And then there is Taylor Hendricks. I have the Knicks selecting Taylor Hendricks at number 20, 6'9", 210. Basically came out of nowhere from Central Florida. He has late lottery potential. I think he's someone that can shoot up the, the board in workouts. The fit there is also not the greatest because he's more so of a four than if, you know, you, you know the Knicks. I mean, Knicks fans are already asking for more minutes for Obi Toppin. With the way Julius Randle is playing, it doesn't really look like it's going to happen anytime soon. Even though I know Knicks fans still do not like Julius Randle. It is just absolutely crazy to me that he's just now creeping into, like, the top ten in votes. Like, you know, I don't want to mess with Knicks fans because they'll be all on my head all right when we return i'll finish 21 through 30 but let's talk about our new sponsor that i'm 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 happy about and it is FanDuel because we at locked on are really excited about our new sports betting partner for locked on because they are the number one sports book in america FanDuel. and if you're new to FanDuel. That's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. If you're a new customer, join today and get started with $150 in free bets. Guaranteed. Yes, $150 in free bets. Guaranteed. All you have to do is place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. Plus... You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-day parlay. I know in college basketball, there's a big Kentucky versus Kansas game that you may want to bet on. It's all on the app that's safe, it's secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, do not miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get 
$150 in free bets. Win or lose at FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNBA. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports book partner of the NFL and Locked On. All right, once again, you are listening to the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. This is your host, Rafael Barlow, and I'm going over my mock draft 2.0. All right, at number 21, I have the Miami Heat selecting Dayron Holmes, a 6'10", 225-pound forward from Dayton. Spoke to a scout about him last week. I like Holmes. I think that he is a sneaky good passer, and I think that there is upside for him to be like a pick-and-pop guy. The scout mentioned that he's going to be just a, a run and, and, and dunk player in the NBA, but I, I think at the minimum that's what he can be, but I think – that he has a little bit more skill set to than to be kind of boxed in as just like your your finisher in the NBA. At number twenty two, the Los Angeles Lakers just made a trade yesterday for Rui Hachimura. Oh man, I haven't said that name in so long. I don't even know if I've said it correctly. But at number twenty two, I have them selecting Chris Murray from Iowa. Chris is really not that far from Keegan. Keegan was a top four guy last year. And while I think it makes sense for the Lakers, because the Lakers aren't necessarily a young team. And Keegan, I'm sorry, Chris is, you know, a little older. I think he'll be 23 at the start of next season. But if you're the Lakers, this is probably one of the best situations for you because you are getting a guy who is going to be close to his prime while he's on a rookie deal. So if you have them from 23 to 27 or 23 to 26, you're going to get great value from him. Like almost prime in his prime, you're going to get that at the early stages of his prime. But you're going to get that on a rookie scale contract. To me, that is the absolute best situation for a team like Los Angeles that is looking to win now and looking for guys that can come in and contribute and also look for shooting. So Keegan Murray at number 22 just makes a lot of sense there. At number 23, I have the Sacramento Kings selecting Kobe Jones from Xavier. Kobe's just a dude that does a little bit of everything. Just fills up the stat sheet, good size, rebounds, passes, shoots. He is what I think is a a plug-and-play guy, and I think he's a good fit at Sacramento. At number 24, I actually did have one more Duke player. I thought I I left them all off the first round. I have Dariq Whitehead. And at number 24, I don't know, people really love Dariq. As of now, and hopefully he had an injury last night. Hopefully it's nothing too major. Hopefully it's not something serious. But Dariq is the guy that I, my eye test just doesn't see it, right? Some people believe he's top 10. Some people think he's like 7 on their board. I have him low at number 24 I just don't see it and he didn't really impress me in his high school tape either I know he has the pedigree he went to Mount Verde he was at Mount Verde for five years maybe the injury prior to last night has zapped some of his athleticism but anyway I think that he has the size I think he can knock down shots I think he can pass a little bit but just maybe like from from my preference and aesthetics he's just not that dude and that's why I have him at number 24 but I could be wrong I could be totally wrong I've been wrong before and one of the guys I was wrong about plays for the Pacers and that is Tyrese Halliburton so I could be wrong there and number 25 I have the Houston Rockets selecting Jordan 
Hawkins, and Hawkins is a really good shooter. And Houston has pieces. They have guys that I think that are going to be really good. I mean, I think they need some vets. I think they need like a, a point guard in a sense, not necessarily like a ball dominant point guard, but I think they need like a guy that's going to be like a game manager or something. I mean, they need a lot of different things, but they have the talent. And I think Jordan Hawkins could be a good fit there. All right. At number 26, I have the Brooklyn Nets gambling on talent and upside. And I have them selecting Khalil Ware, the seven foot, 223 pound center from Oregon, not having the most productive season. But the potential was there for him to be a floor spacer. You got to love what the Nets have done with Nick Claxton. And also, shout out to Tim Martin. Tim Martin's a good friend of mine who has been working with Nick the last few summers. Nick has pretty much gone from, what was he, like a second-round pick to a starter on a good team. And he is one of the best in the league at finishing. And I think where... Well, Ware doesn't have that motor. He doesn't have Nick's motor. But I think if you can put a battery in his back and, and and charge him up and get his motor running and he can stretch the floor, I think Ware could end up being a really good pick. And I think the Nets could actually just kind of be a little bit patient and develop him there. All right, at number 27, I have the Utah Jazz on the clock again. And I have them selecting Baba Miller. Now, Baba has only played in two games. And the production hasn't been there. But if you just kind of watch and you see how he moves, you see a guy at 6'11 that has wing skills and guard skills, and I think he has the potential to be really good. And he's still a little rusty. I mean, I know he missed the, the first 11 games because of a suspension. Then he came in, played a game. Then he had, like, tonsillitis. I think the skills are still there. It's still a very, very small sample size. And it's really, you know, I'll keep it 100. It's really unfair to put him ahead of guys that have been playing all season that have been a little bit more productive. But I think a team like Utah that has three picks that has plenty of draft capital can just swing for the fences and gamble. And I think that if Baba played a full season and, and didn't have all the crazy stuff around him, I think he'd be ranked a lot higher. So I have the Jazz selecting Baba Miller at number 27. At number 28, Memphis, which is a team that just, it seems like they got 19 guys on their roster. Like, it really seems like they have 100 guys on their roster that are trying to play. But I have them selecting Nikola Jurisic, the 6'8", 215-pound Serbian that is playing basketball currently in Serbia for Mega. I think he's a perfect draft and stash prospect to where they don't necessarily need him to come in as a, a rookie, but I think they can draft him, let him develop a little bit more overseas, and then bring him in once, you know, the, the roster is consolidated a little bit. But I, I I think that he is another talented Serbian player that does a little bit of everything. He can shoot, he can pass, just very skilled. So I like him at number twenty eight. And number 29, that's a guy that could be moving up my board. But I have the Charlotte Hornets selecting Noah Clowney, 6'10", 210-pound, four, five, probably a five from Alabama. He is a guy that's kind of come out of nowhere in a sense, wasn't one of your top you know, your top 10 or 15 prospects coming into the season, wasn't a McDonald's All-American, didn't really have all the hype. And fanfare, but he's been very, very productive. 
and has shown plenty of promise. And I think that Charlotte is in a situation where we don't know what's going to happen with with PJ. I was going to say PJ Tucker with PJ Washington, who is a free agent, but they could ultimately decide if PJ gets a big offer, then um, Clowney could be a replacement there. Now at number 30, I have the Indiana Pacers with the last pick of the first round. Selecting Leonard Miller from the G League Ignite. 6'10", 210 pound. I don't even know what position he plays. He's kind of like a Swiss army knife in a sense. He can rebound. I, I still believe in the passing instincts. I still believe that he has the potential and the vision to be a good passer, but it's weird. He has vision, he can pass, but his decision-making is a little bit off. I think once the game slows down for him, I think he's going to be a weapon. The shot is a little funky looking, but I think the shot will be able to develop. And I just think Leonard Miller is going to be a guy that is just a a weapon that you can put on the, the team's, you know, second best player. He can defend all over the floor. He can rebound. And versatility, he is like what the NBA loves as far as like positionless basketball. All right, well, thank you for making the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. Now, for your second listen, you got to make the Game to Game Podcast, Game to Game NBA, your next listen. Every moment, every time, performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow the Game to Game on the Locked On NBA channel, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board. I gave you my first round picks, 11 through 30. Once again, thanks again for making the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast your first listen. Stay tuned tomorrow when I have a guest, and we are, well, not we, it's just me. I am out.